Hey, it's Keith. This is another sort of journal entry episode. I'm recording this at my parents' house. I spent quarantine here back in the spring. It's kind of funny to be back after spending six months in my home of Berlin. And I do still think of Berlin as my home, though it's complicated. I have been feeling more and more like a Californian at heart, deep down, having been born and raised here, and just really preferring something like the atmosphere in California. And I'm using the term California, the word kind of loosely. Um, I wanna get into that. But I also feel like a Berliner. I'm international. I don't speak great German, but I get by. I've lived there for five years now, six years, and I plan on returning in the spring. But my real goal is to split my time between California and Berlin, California and Europe generally. And I'm very conscious of this goal nowadays, in no small part because of how difficult it is. To me, it's actually not difficult Conceptually, it feels very natural and easy. But the process of moving, moving around and packing up is something I've become very familiar with and adept at, I think. I'm actually packing up at the very moment because I'm going to drive down to Los Angeles and set up a new home there. And this is a pretty exciting change in life and it kind of does make this new year feel more like a new year than usual. Typically, in my opinion, the new year doesn't really start until spring. I mean, it's the dead of winter and what has really changed, you know, between December 31st and January 1st. It feels just so arbitrary. I kind of dislike it for that reason, but that feeling of newness really does hit me on that first day of spring, whenever it might fall. Technically, it's March 21st, but sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's later. But we all know what that feels like, right? When suddenly the air just feels brighter and crisper and more colorful, and people shed some layers from the winter and escape their hibernation. I really love that time. I love what it represents. I love how it feels. The only bad part about it, I think, is allergies <laughs> and pollen. And of course, you know, with COVID, that really amps up the awareness of health and coughing and sneezing and all that stuff. So that's a drag. Let's see how that goes this year. That aside, um, yeah, that's like the new year to me. Hi, Kobe. My family dog is keeping by my side. I kind of want to take this dog with me to LA. I might. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe in a couple weeks. Hi, dog. Um, I got this dog with my parents uh, during the first quarantine, and we named her after COVID. And she's a real sweetheart. Um, but yeah, it makes me think about how life really is, okay, girl, um, how life really is um, a series of decisions about commitments, I guess, you know, getting a dog is a commitment, 
finding a home is a commitment, taking on a job is a commitment. And I've kind of lived my life free, <laughs> very free. And I've been kind of, I don't know if it's a pathology, I don't know if I have a fear of commitment or something like that, but you know, I'm unmarried, which is atypical for a man in his mid to late 30s. And I'm conscious of that. I'm conscious of how trying to split my life between not only cities, but states of countries, it does make things harder. You know, it makes it trickier to like say where my true residence is versus my nationality for visa purposes and my passport. It makes it tricky with driver's licenses and admin, you know, my permanent mailing address. All this kind of stuff is a hassle. And, you know, not to mention like international phone calls and SIM cards and how difficult it actually is to be international and to have multiple phone numbers, just as an example. Like right now, I have uh, a number with a 213 area code, that's Los Angeles. And I'm changing my Apple iMessages and stuff to that one, but I keep my German number for WhatsApp and stuff like that. So in my mind, there's definitely a way to make sense of it, but it's kind of tricky. You know, like things aren't super easy and that's fine. Um, and then it gets into identity stuff. Like I actually had, this might sound very silly and petty, but it happens to be true. I lived in New York for many years and I had a New York cell phone with a 917 area code. And uh, that was my own plan. But then I asked my mom to put it on her Verizon account and kind of hold it for me. Not sure how long I was going to stay in Berlin. I thought originally I'd just stay for a couple years and then go back and take back my phone number and this kind of New Yorker identity. And then as every year passed, I kind of slowly let go of that feeling, that identity. I didn't feel the need to hold on to my Brooklyn apartment or my job connections or my phone number and it eventually disappeared. And it's funny because a phone number really is this kind of thing that does stay with you for a long period of time and people move cities, but they keep that phone number wherever they first got their cell phone, basically. And <laughs> if I'm honest, I do wish that the one thing about me that stayed New York was the phone number because it was a good one. I had memorized it, people knew it. I had it associated with all my accounts online and stuff. And now I have to like change all that and like, you know, autofill gets it wrong still. And that's kind of a, a hassle and you know, all those little things in life. And I still have a New York driver's license and I voted in New York, but I think this year I'll be switching back to California as my identity. I'll get a, new, a California driver's license probably and then register myself to vote in California as I did probably when I was, I guess, first voting. And I don't know, I guess I'm grappling with that. It's not a big deal, but somehow existentially, it does feel like something. And I guess I'm just meditating on that somehow. This stuff is trivial, but it also carries some weight. And maybe it's 
a little silly to put any stock in it. I don't want to judge people based on where they're from per se, but we all kind of do have these implicit biases. And these biases aren't really about the typical hot button things that we talk about like race and gender, but more about where you're from, how you grew up, you know, like what kind of, well, the economic class part plays into that. But you know, for instance, this is a, this is kind of a, just a, a random point, but I don't think it'll hurt anybody to discuss it. My brother, his, his partner is from Atlanta, Georgia, which is in the South. And on our recent road trip as a family, when he was driving, he would have his USB stick in the car. And we definitely fought, quarreled around music and everything. But we kind of made these rules, like whoever's driving kind of has their playlist on, but anybody in the car can veto any particular song and skip to the next. And going through his USB stick in the car, it was kind of wild how much country music was on it. You know, Shania Twain and Reba McIntyre and Garth Brooks and these kind of people who I've never cared about. And I don't think my brother has ever cared about them either. But then I realized, oh, right, his girlfriend is from the South and this must be a compilation that she's made or something to that effect. And, and I find that interesting that this is the kind of thing that imprints itself on people wherever they come from. They have kind of their back catalog of influences and people from the South, for instance, of the US have country music kind of ingrained in them to some extent. And that's interesting. And that is one of those things that I think when people, like when people ask me where I'm from and I say California or maybe New York or Berlin, they have these associations with those places. And I actually am proud of those associations. I might not identify with all of them. I'm not like a surfer bro from California. I'm not even like a, you know, a snowboarder or skier. You know, these kind of sports are associated with the state. But you know, I've been kind of related to all the other reputations that California kind of has. I'll let you fill those in on your own. And with New York too, you know, like a lot of that big city gruffness and cutting edge kind of stuff, fashion wise, music and stuff. I am proud of that. I'm proud to be linked to that. And I think in a way we kind of choose where we live partly because of that, because of our own associations and dreams around a place. And I think that's cool. I think it's nice when you can actually decide who you are and where you live is a part of that. So I'm very conscious of this stuff and I'm conscious of being kind of a traveler at heart. And I'm also conflicted. I actually don't want to roam the world my whole life because especially at my parents' house now, it's nice to spread out, to lay out all my things on a big table. You know, it's kind of a necessity when you're packing all the time and trying to order things, you know, packing we think of as clothes, but especially for somebody like me, it means, you know, the computer and its charger and its hub and 
obviously the phone and then the cameras and all the different connections and then the audio equipment for this kind of podcast. And it's just very easy to kind of lose your mind around these things when you're packing. What goes into a carry-on, what goes into the backseat of a car, like all that kind of stuff. And it's actually really great to kick off your shoes, take off your hat, hang your coat, and be done with it all. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically, you know, to just settle in and think, okay, I'm home. That feeling after a long trip, when you just drop your bag in the front door and crash on your comfortable couch that you know, and that knows you and your body and the way it sits so comfort comfortingly into it. And I want that. Not to mention the family life and all of that that comprises. You know, obviously kids have to go to school. That means committing to a place where they can go to school. I was very conscious growing up of the circumstances that some kids had where they were moving between schools, if not cities, and how hard that can be. And, you know, as a parent, you have to wrestle with that. You have to compromise and decide, okay, well, we definitely need to be planted by the time this kid hits six years old, because that's when they start going to proper school. And then if you're going to move, like put that break in a, in a comfortable place, like at middle school or something, not in the middle of high school, for instance, or whatever. And I guess I've never felt as much appreciation for the parenting side of that as I do these days that, you know, I think we all appreciate also being able to box one another into a certain category. Like, oh, you live there. You are this kind of person. Like, it's handy. <laughs> it's not necessarily fraught with judgment, right? It's just the way that our minds work, the way we make sense of the world. We need to understand one another and, you know, in our own minds, um, pigeonhole them, for lack of a better word, for want of a better word. You know, like, what do you do for a living? This kind of question that I generally avoid somehow. It's like, they're not asking necessarily to size you up and judge you, but to like place you. So if I said, for instance, that I was an artist, then people would think, okay, right, do I know any connections to the art world? Do I know of anyone that I would want to introduce this person to? Uh, do I have interesting things to say about art? You know, like, as soon as you identify yourself and label yourself clearly to people, then they can run some sort of algorithm in their mind, like, what can I talk with this person about? How do I relate to this person? And that's important for people to do. And I guess I'm very sensitive to that, and I actually want to <laughs> be able to do that. Um, but it's harder for me than most because it's just not so easy. I, I don't know exactly what I am and I don't know exactly where I even live somehow. So I don't know, I guess I feel a little unglued somehow. I guess that has more connotations about a mental uh, a disbalance. Maybe it's not the right word, but I guess I just feel somehow unsettled. And next time I talk to you, I'll hope to be more settled in L.A. I wanted to talk about California again. 
California is many things. Well, it's a few things. Uh, it's the most diverse state in the country of the US. It has the highest peak and the lowest point on the continent within it, right next to each other really, right where I spent the holidays around Death Valley and Mount Whitney. It has a myriad of climates. It has the tall mountains of the Sierra Nevadas. It has the coast, obviously. It has beaches. Uh, Los Angeles and Southern California beaches are super different than NorCal beaches, which are chilly and not really for swimming. Um, it has the desert, which I don't think of as really even part of the state, if I'm honest. That's more like a Nevada situation. And I do identify with both Northern California and Southern. And I like the word California because it encapsulates all of it. But if I'm honest, I identify somehow more with Southern California. And I'm not sure exactly why. I think it's mostly weather. And I do think that the kind of laid back attitude that California exports is mostly a Southern California style. Um, Southern California has some bad reputational aspects as well, being superficial, being plastic, being, I don't know, car obsessed yuppies or something. And I don't feel any of that, but I don't really mind that people think that stuff. It doesn't really concern me. Um, I feel like Northern California is a little trickier these days. I, it used to be great. It used to be like a hippie place and San Francisco was this beautiful European city, but now it's like tech bros and super expensive and, you know, the obvious inequalities and wealth differences are even more apparent because it's more compacted and the weather is worse, as Mark Twain said. The coldest winter I've ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. And so it's just not as ideal to me. I mean, it has a lot of great aspects, the beauty of the city layout itself being the number one to me. But I don't know. To me, like, how can you beat Southern California? It just, it's just purely nice. So I'm kind of excited to spend the winter there, basically. And yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about it. I've been working on this geography project um, when I was in Berlin still, I haven't really touched it since, but I really want to make more sense of psychogeography, the way that we think about places, especially from a traveling point of view, to really identify what the regions are of the world to the average traveler, where you have to go, you know. I have a friend right now in New York who wants tips, and it's like, well, what is New York? It really makes me think about it. You know, like Brooklyn and Manhattan for sure are like the two main parts of New York. And not just Brooklyn and Manhattan, but like North Brooklyn, Northwest Brooklyn and Southern Manhattan. <laughs> and apologies for my parents' phone ringing in the background. I'm not gonna do anything about it. Um, yeah, like what makes a place? You know, how do we define it? And the world is just so messy. It's so poorly administered. It's so poorly handled. Borders were just made up by people who had really no idea what they were doing. 
you know, you have lines so arbitrarily drawn. New York for sure has those lines cut with New Jersey that really don't make any sense, you know, and when you go toward Long Island, like when does Queens end and Nassau County begin? It feels pretty random. And that's the whole world that I've seen. It all feels quite random or overly designed. There are like these kind of cities that are like super intentionally thought through to an obsessive degree that don't even work because they're like, <laughs> they're not like picturing people on the ground walking. They're picturing like a helicopter above, you know, like Brasilia perhaps, or like, you know, my family just took this funny trip through a place called California City, which is really part of the Nevada desert, the Great Basin and Range region of the States. And it's this like funny grid with names of streets and nothing was done. It was just totally abandoned because no people came for it. And it was like overly planned where, you know, they laid this whole place out and it's a huge spot in, this, in the state. Third largest city technically by area, but no one lives there, you know? It's just really a funny idea that sometimes there are goals that people have to like make more sense of the world, to organize things properly and then they fail. And yet the world does somehow run turn or whatever and it does so in such a messy way where like probably half the streets in the world don't even have a name and yet in this place called California City you have names of streets that were never even built it's a very funny contrast to me so yeah I guess I really am concerned these days with making sense of my life for sure for figuring it out and knowing how to talk about it knowing how to present it and knowing how to feel somehow which is a funny thing to say, I guess. And also just in general, for like, just for the world to make more sense, generally speaking, for city people and metropolitan types, cosmopolitan types, travelers, to, I don't know, like clean things up, you know, to make travel smoother, to make security lines more sensible, to make, uh, passport renewals a little more approachable all this kind of stuff like does it have to be so hard does everything have to be so hard I guess I'm speaking from an attitude right now of some exasperation I do feel more rested than a week ago so that's nice and I have some excitement about planting myself down in LA Echo Park Silver Lake border I guess and really taking inventory of things, getting this podcast uh, more organized. You know, I left my microphone in Berlin. And so I'm kind of doing this kind of by the seat of my pants, as we say. And yeah, I guess I have goals, but they, kind of, they become murky as I, <laughs> as I live and life being so messy. It's like, it's, it's very hard to keep things clear and ideal. I guess that's all I want to say. I don't want to ramble on too much about this. Feeling pretty good. I hope you are too. It is January of the new year, 2021, and things could be worse, right? Things could be worse. Take care, guys. Until next time.